Welcome. My name is Cody Smith, and this is the Create Yourself Podcast. This is the source for actionable information around fitness, nutrition, business, or just weekly inspiration. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for spending some time with me today and allowing me to pay it forward to you. Podcasts and free resources like this literally changed my life, and I hope it does the same for you. That is why each week I bring you interesting conversations that give you strategies, mindsets, and skill sets that can help you to create yourself. Now sit back and relax, and let's grow together. All right, you guys, and welcome back to the show today. So I was on the way to the gym this morning, and I was driving in, and just all these great ideas were just flowing through my head. And one of the biggest things that popped into my head, especially considering today I'm, a, I'm officially uh, launching, essentially going to jump into guiding men through a, a 90-day program of you know just being a better person. I mean, I, I feel maybe men are a little underserved in the, in the mentoring space as far as you know, and a lot of it goes down to just how we fundamentally are anyways, but uh, a lot of men just don't get mentored enough and a lot of them don't seek out mentorship. Um, we tend to think that we know it all. So essentially uh, launching a, a small mentorship group and the entire process is meant to make them be better husbands, better fathers, be more fit, be more healthy, learn more, educate them. Like the, the entire process is meant to just out on the other side of these next 90 days, these men that are already in it and the ones that are going to come are just going to be uh, just going to grow so much more in their life. And I'm super excited for it. This is essentially going to be a little bit of a test group and something that uh, I'm really feeling to uh, really feeling called to do uh, in the sense of just, you know, for me, mentoring has just been huge in my life. I mean, it, what it's done for me as a father, a husband, business owner, a coach. I mean, all these things have grown just purely through mentoring. So uh, essentially, what that's what this podcast is going to be all about today. I'm going to talk about the power of mentoring. And I actually think this is going to be a couple part series where I just jump in the, to the lessons that I've essentially learned from just these uh, really forward thinking people in my life. Uh, the first episode that we're going to jump into here is actually going to be just people that I've learned from virtually that have affected me. A few of them I met in person as well, but mainly uh, this one's going to, we're going to go over just things that I've learned from virtual mentors. Uh, but before we jump into the show, go ahead and do me a favor as always. I want you to take a screenshot on your phone and I want you to post it in your Instagram story and tag me in it. As always, the reason I do this is because uh, I would love to, one, connect with you and know that, you know, who I'm reaching with my message and with the show. But more importantly, it helps me to spread the, the message to the outside world as to what we're doing. I mean, really, the, you know, a podcast or a book or, or you know, just, you know, people who are thinking of others and how they can help them and spreading their message is really how we combat all the negative and bad stuff out there in the world anyways. And I mean, this goes for everything, whether it's you know, fitness education, nutrition education, mindset, lifestyle, I mean, you name it, the, the folks that are speaking truth and, and actually passing along helpful information, it's important that we get the message out there. And I really feel like the message that this show brings is something that is very impactful. So like I said, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on your Instagram story and tag me in it. I am at Coach Cody Smith. And then without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and jump into this show. So uh, like I said a little bit in the, in the intro here, this podcast, I am going to jump into just lessons that I've learned essentially from virtual mentors. 
I mean, and to name a few, one that, you know, if you have been connected to me in any capacity, you know, I always talk about uh, Garrett J. White. He is just, I mean, his information just speaks to me. And, you know, I bought his book, you know, just by listening to one of his podcasts. <clears throat> so bought his book. He is just, you know, tons of information and, and just tons of lessons. I mean, I could easily could do an entire show just with things and lessons that I've learned from him. But <clears throat> I'm just going to share a few of his and then uh, I'm going to share some stuff that I learned from Luca Hosevar. I've actually met him in person several times and uh, another really, really smart dude. Tons of insightful ideas. And uh, I'm essentially going to be, I, I got this giant notebook that I take with me everywhere <clears throat> of just information and things that I learn. So I'm essentially going to share some of his stuff. A little bit of things that I've learned from Jay Ferruja when I met him at a uh, seminar this past year. And then, of course, as always, I got to share some stuff from a man, Bedros Cooley, and he's a, uh, another really, really smart guy. He speaks so much truth. Very, very successful entrepreneur, great father, great friend. Uh, I just love the things that he does. So I'm uh, going to share a lesson that I got from him as well. Um, so <clears throat> like I said, I'm going to start off with just going through some things that I learned from uh, Garrett White. And, and this is actually an iteration and something that my actual mentor uh not a virtual mentor, but my actual mentor has taught me as well because he was uh, coached by, I believe, somebody who worked for Garrett's organization. Uh, but Garrett White essentially runs a, a company called Wake Up Warrior. <clears throat> and this company essentially supports male entrepreneurs who are married with children. And, and the reason why his message really spoke to me is because he says a lot of things that are just super truthful. I mean, as you know, as entrepreneurs, as men, you know, especially entrepreneurial men, we tend to bury ourselves in our work and we tend to forget about our health. We tend to forget about our families. Our kids are neglected. Our, our wives are neglected. All these things are, are tend to go to the wayside as we start to pursue success in our business. And he came along and he's like, hey, like you need to make sure that you pay attention to all these things because it's huge. And <clears throat> the first lesson and first takeaway that I got from him is that you have to pay attention to the four pillars of your life. And these are the, actually the four similar pillars that I use in mine. Obviously, he speaks directly. His message speaks directly to business professionals. And, and I've taken a spin on it and how I mentor people and help my team set goals and help how I help anybody really set goals is around these pillars. But I've just essentially changed... I guess you could say I've changed how they can be viewed so that they appeal to everybody and not necessarily just business owners. But uh, specifically, he believes that, you know, everybody should look at their life in these four pillars, one being your body, one being your being, your balance and your business. So if we expand a little bit on body, so body is essentially your, your health, your fitness, <clears throat> the things that you put in your body, how you move your body. He thinks that it is important to pay attention to that. Because, you know, just like, you know, pillars of anything, if one pillar falls and the entire structure falls, right? So when you set and when you pay attention to your body as a whole and taking care of that, then obviously you're, you're fully covering <clears throat> all of the pillars inside of your life. And then the next one being your being. Your being is something that is essentially your mind, your education, you know, your, or I'm sorry, your mindset or the education that you're consuming and that you should always be growing mentally as a person. And then your balance is going to be your relationships. That could be, you know, your relationship with yourself, your spouse, your kids, team members, 
you know, whomever you come in contact with. But paying attention to that pillar is super important to do as well. And then the last one being, you know, your business. And how I've taken a, a spin on this is, uh, like I said, I, I talk a little bit about, new, you know, your profession or your career is, a, is how you can set it if you wanted to apply this to yourself. But the, the lesson there is that always pay attention to every pillar of your life. Your body, your being, your balance, and your business, career, or profession. Those can all kind of be grouped together. So the next lesson that I've learned is to break your overall, you know, desired goal into 90-day targets. And and this is actually something that I talked about when I went over my goal-setting podcast at the beginning of the year where I talked about, you know, in 2020, I will X, Y, Z. So this is essentially where I learned this tactic from. And then obviously when I started getting mentored uh, by my man, Cody Brickbroom, he taught these more, uh, you know, more in depth on how to do it. And then obviously I use it with my mentor clients now too. But breaking your goals into 90-day targets is a simple way to turn these giant things that tend to overwhelm people into like smaller bite-sized pieces. So I actually set a 90-day target for my body, for my mind or my being for my relationship and for my business. And these targets often support my yearly overarching goal. And every 90 days, I reset them and I reapproach them and then I reflect on the ones previous. Did I accomplish them? Yes or no. If I did not, why? If I did, awesome, move on to the next one. But it allows me to take my yearly 12 month goal and then break it into these 90 day targets. And I'm relentless about it. And, and you know, for a lot of people, they'll set goals and they'll completely forget about them. They're com- they'll forget to, you know, revisit them. I mean, many times I've helped somebody to set goals <clears throat> and often they'll, you know, they'll write them in a notebook and it, they're really excited about it, but there's no follow through. And, and, and I just think if you write down things that you want to do and you journal about them and you revisit them often and you set a small target for each of the four pillars, then it's going to be a huge shift in your life. And then um, this is something that I'm going to be doing with my guys that I'm going to be taking through this, this next 90 days is we're going to set targets. I'm going to hold them accountable and they're going to be able to do these huge things in their life. I mean, it's likely for, for some of these men, their relationship is going to turn completely around. It, it's likely that some of them probably haven't studied <clears throat> or grown or read a book in, in, in a long time. And when I, you know, when I challenge them to do this, it, it's probably going to be a huge shift for them. And then for a lot of people just kind of stumbling through their career, setting a target on like, you know, what do you want to do in your career? Are you happy with your, just your day to day, your nine to five? How can you grow, you know, financially, you know, or, or how can you climb the ladder inside of this specific organization? And if you cannot, well, what's next for you? What can you move on to? So uh, setting 90-day targets in your body, your being, your balance, and your business is just huge. And that was a great lesson that I've learned from uh, Garrett over the past few years. <clears throat> uh, next lesson that I've learned from him is to show appreciation every single day. Every single day, show appreciation. And I'll walk you through how I do this. And, 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 and maybe you can take away these tactics and you can apply it yourself. But every single morning when I wake up, my morning routine typically is always the same unless I'm coming to the gym and, and, and coaching in the morning. It's often wake up somewhere between 4.30 and 5, depending on <laughs> how long I stayed up and, and the wife and I, how many episodes of the Vikings I watched the night before. But uh, I often get up. In between 4.30 and 5 a.m., I really, really try not to hit the snooze button too many times. A lot of people are like, you know, I'm never going to hit the snooze button. And I'm just here to tell you, I've got three kids, a gym, or two businesses, three kids, a wife. I really try to give all of them equal attention and, and balance them as best I can, which I, you know, I've said many times, I don't believe there's such thing as balance. But 
I, balancing all these things or, or that constant chaos that that can bring often finds me, you know, getting home late and, and not being where I need to be. And on top of that, I help to coach my son's like football team and baseball team. So just a lot of things going on, but getting up between 4.30 and 5 tends to work really, really well for me. I tend to walk into the kitchen, get some water, drink a nice big glass of water, somewhere between 18 and 20 ounces of water. I'll often follow that up with a cup of coffee and then head downstairs where it's stoicism, journaling, meditation, and then I will pull out my note section and my phone. And this is where I start this whole showing appreciation act. What I typically do, we'll pick, I'll pick two or three people. Usually it's always my, my wife and my son are always the ones that I show appreciation for right now. And, I, and I'll throw a third person in there and I'll just take out my notepad and I'll write them a message just telling them something that I appreciate about them today and, and, and why they're a big deal to me. Often the third person is like a team member. You know, they've done something great recently. <clears throat> and, and I always try to include a team member or just somebody who is on my team in my business to let them know that I appreciate them because you always want to catch your team members doing something good. And, and, you know, it could even just be, you know, if you're listening to this, and you're not necessarily a business owner, but you're just a person that goes to work and, and, you know, you have a career and that's awesome. You know, who can you show appreciation for in your, you know, what coworker can you show appreciation for, right? Catch them doing something good. We're often easy to share something that's bad, but what about just something that's been done really, really good and something we, we appreciate somebody for? We often don't share it for them. It's almost like we expect it. Um, but anyways, I'll uh, essentially write a message out to my wife. You know, I'll, I'll you know, share with her. Uh, you know, a recent memory that I, that really meant something to me and I, why I appreciate her for that. <clears throat> and I often, and I send these not expecting, like I'm not expecting a reply. I just want her to know that I appreciate her. And, it, and it's actually for selfish reasons. I send her this message because I selfishly get gratification by telling her nice things and things that I appreciate about her. And then I'll do the same thing for my son. My son just got a cell phone <clears throat> about a year ago. I'll do these you know, he's 10 years old, so he's starting to understand these deeper, more in-depth conversations. But, I, you know, I'll send him a text about, you know, like how proud I am of him. You know, same thing, a recent memory that really meant something to me and how I thought it, it was a very admirable thing. And it's kind of funny because he often won't see anything. He Well, he hasn't ever said anything back. But I know he's reading them and I know he's getting them. And, and I hope that as he goes through his life, he never has to think that like, man, like my, you know, did my dad love me? Did my dad appreciate me? Was he proud of me? He knows it already. And it's because I share it with him just about every single day. And, and with all these things, guys, like I'm not perfect. I tend to, you know, I can, you know, goof up and, and, and miss on some of these sometimes. But <clears throat> the big thing is that I do them and I make a conscious effort to do them all the time. You know, and if you're a man listening to this and, you know, you have sons and daughters and a wife and, and you know, I, 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 challenge you to ask yourself this question when was the last time that you showed appreciation for them you know verbally you know gave them a gift like what when was the last time you showed that and, and what i found is that when i asked that question people were often like well they know that i care and i'm like well how what is the evidence that they care or that they know you care what, what have you shared with them and so showing appreciation every single day has just been huge and it was a great lesson that i got from him so the next one was to journal every single day now, this is one that I'm not perfect on, and I often, I do the best I can, and I, and I try to teach people to do this, but it, it, I journal most days. I would say out of a seven-day week, I'm four to five every single week, and what I typically will do is just you know, write down my thoughts. You know, It could be things that I'm thinking about for marketing for my businesses. It could be 
you know, gratitude, daily gratitude for the day. It could be um, things that are on my mind that are bothering me currently. Uh, essentially, I'll just get the thoughts out of my head and, and I'll look at them and I'll stare at these thoughts on paper and it's my thoughts, you know, physically represented on a sheet of paper and then I can evaluate my thoughts. It's kind of like Inception if you really think about it because I'm thinking about my thoughts. But journaling has been huge, especially when it comes to goal setting, especially when it comes to staying true to what I believe in. Reflecting and, and getting my mind out on paper is just a, a big deal to me, and it's a great lesson that I took from him, um, and, and I actually appreciate that a lot from him. And this also was taught to me by Cody McBroom as well. He's big on journaling, and he's given me some great tactics to go with this. <clears throat> Next thing I learned from him was to meditate daily. And, and this, as, a, as an entrepreneur, your brain is going 24-7. Actually, you know, for a lot of years, I had trouble sleeping because I was just thinking about things and stressing 24-7. But I found meditation comes in many forms. And so when I think meditation, it isn't just necessarily sitting quietly and with an app or, um, you know, breathing or anything like that. Like, sure, that, that is, you know historically and stereotypical of meditation but it's not necessarily how i view it so and you can do the same thing i think meditation can be a combination of any, a bunch of things for me meditation is yes sitting and breathing i actually follow an app called headspace and and, and i committed to it i just went ahead and bought a year just because <clears throat> i really wanted to commit commit to making it a part of my life but um, meditation it, it not only is just sitting there quietly and being mindful, but for me, meditation is also Brazilian jiu-jitsu. You know, when you're, when you're doing jiu-jitsu and there's another guy or girl trying to, you know, wrap your, your gi around your neck, there's, there's a lot of other things that tend to go away and all you're thinking about is that present moment and I'm focusing on that one thing. So for me, meditation is not just sitting still, but it's also Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's also when I'm lifting weights and I'm in the gym. Meditation can be found in different places, but Meditation is essentially about creating space. It's about creating a time when all of the things that you worry about and all of the things that are constantly in your head and how you get distracted from thing to thing, meditation is where you quiet those things. It's where you shut that off. It's where you only think about the present moment and you stay in the moment. So meditation every single day is that lesson that I got from him. It's just been huge. Um, next lesson here. Learn every day and then declare it. <clears throat> and sorry if it, it seems pretty scripted. I, I actually did a brain dump on this this morning while I was journaling, speaking of. And I, I just wrote down just things that I find that have been, um, that really stuck out in my head as they were helpful. But learn every day and then declare it. So as a coach, you know, me as a coach and, and as a person that, you know, people seek out and, and look to learn from, <clears throat> it's important that I fill my cup. I like to think of myself as like a network. Like people plug into me to get, you know, specific education or specific things that they learn. So learning every day is, is, is a big deal. And I have to make sure that I'm always advancing my mind in education and, and, and everything essentially. But then I declare it. So I often will, and, and you may, may have fall victim to this too, you'll go and you'll learn something and you'll forget about it. But you wanna make sure that you not only learn it, but then you go and teach it. So, you know, a lot of times I'll literally set up to, you know, make content based around something that I don't know really well because I want to force myself to go and learn about it. So 
when I go and learn something, I'll go and speak about it or write a post about it or write a blog about it, or I'll teach my team or I'll talk to my wife about it, <clears throat> talk to a client or a mentor. Like literally, I learn something and I go and I teach it right away. And what I found is that this is weird thing that happens. And that weird thing is that I retain it. And not only do I retain it, but I, I learn to, I guess, explain it a little bit differently so that more, you know, my immediate audience or my immediate circle can understand it even better. So learn every day and then, then, then go declare it. <clears throat> All right, next one. I, and I might be butchering this, but, I, you know, he might call it something different here. But let me see if I can find it and pull it up here. I want to say it's called the karmic. What is it called here? Forgive me, I should probably have known this already. I'm going to call it the karmic cycle. It actually doesn't have a name on here. Uh, oh, sorry, he calls it the karmic cul-de-sac. <clears throat> so I, I wish that this was a, a video podcast, and, and maybe I will do this in the future, but if you, if you think of the karmic, the karmic cycle, um, a karmic cycle is essentially, I mean, think of it as like a red circle, right? And now this red circle is essentially, uh, uh, I guess, a representation of, you know, uh, like coming in and out of a specific thing that triggers behavior from you. So if you think about it like, okay, you know, I, you know, you set this goal. <clears throat> I want to be a better person and, and stop talking and gossiping about people. That could be your you know, your goal, and, you know, you start out, everything's going good, everything's going good, <clears throat> and so you start at the top of the circle, and then you start going around, like, if you're, look, if you're, if you're looking at a circle, follow, follow with me here, if you're looking with a circle, and then life's, you know, you set this goal, you, you get on that circle at the top, and you start going around, now, what often happens is that goal doesn't go, or that, you know, that mindset of, I'm going to be a better person to stop gossiping doesn't go well, <clears throat> something triggers you, right, it triggers you into old patterns and old behaviors and then you keep getting triggered right you're gossiping and then you forget about that you're not supposed to gossip and then, you know then you're essentially traveling down the circle and then you're back at the bottom at the bottom of the circle is where you start <coughs> excuse me where you start feeling bad about yourself or feeling bad about yourself like uh you know oh gosh i said i was gonna gossip again i wasn't gonna gossip anymore and i just kept doing it or you know whatever the goal is you're at the bottom of the circle you made all the mistakes and now you're you know feeling and and, and mad at yourself you know you're mad at your inaction to change <clears throat> or your, your inability to change so then you're like okay that's it uh, i'm not gossiping anymore I'm going to stop doing that again. And then you start traveling back up the circle. You know, we're on the left side now. We're traveling back up the circle. And then we're back at the top again to where it's like, all right, I'm not gossiping anymore. And then you start going again. You meet adversity. You're triggered. And then you start drifting down again, right? And so this cycle can continue to go. I'm going to start something. Oh, gosh, I'm triggered at the bottom. I can't do it anymore. I suck, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to fix it. And then it could just be this cycle over and over and over and over again. Now, so you're, you can continue to stay in this cycle of I'm going to change, I mess, I'm messing up, I messed up, I'm going to, and it just can keep going. Or you can do something called the shift, which is where, okay, I'm going to stop gossiping about somebody. And then you start going, you meet adversity. And then you realize you're meeting adversity. And then you decide the action, the specific mindset, or the change that you need to make to stop 
being triggered by you know whatever it is that's triggering you and then you get something called right you get something called the shift to lift which is where now you're at a new height and a new way of understanding to where it is significantly easier to not be triggered to get back into that old behavior so when i started thinking about that <clears throat> and how i can apply to my life i literally think about this circle in my head and 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 i as i'm going through things that are triggering me and this is again i'm not perfect but when i start feeling that i'm triggered i often will think about this circle and the the, the symbol that you know that it is and then i really think like okay how can i go a different direction here so that i can shift and lift Okay, so karmic cul-de-sac is what he calls it. You can Google it. I'm sure it's everywhere. Um, and of course, I'm sure you can find it on his site. Be careful. He's an expert salesman. And he will try to sell you something. And it, you probably should just buy it anyways because it's good anyways. Okay, so last thing that, last lesson that I learned from Garrett White is to be relentlessly you. So if you guys, you know, happen to go and follow him, he's a very flashy guy. I mean, he's driving Lamborghinis. He's got... Um, gosh, I don't know what they're called, like the Mercedes, I can't even think of it. It's like the giant Mercedes SUV, um, but he, he, the G-Wagon, sorry. He's got a friggin' G-Wagon, and he's, you know, he's just a big flashy guy. But more importantly than that, like, he, he, he curses, he yells at you, he shares openly about his weaknesses and his strengths and talks about his wife and his relationship, both good and bad, and, and, I can appreciate that because he's relentlessly himself no matter what. And if I'm being 100% honest, I am personally more attracted to people that are relentlessly authentic, they show their show their ugly, show their good because that makes me trust them more because ultimately like if you look at a lot of people in the world nowadays, it's you know, especially with social media, everybody talks about it. You know, it's the highlight reel. It's the I'm positive everything's great. I love everything. And then you, you know, and I've met a lot of people that are like that. And then when I go and meet them in person compared to their, you know, their social media, and I'm like, oh man, like not exactly what I expected. And that perfect scenario that you're showing is not actually real. So I can appreciate how he is relentlessly himself, no matter what. He doesn't change for anybody. He is himself. And that is why, you know, you know, he is a successful person and it's something that I can appreciate. So those are the lessons that I got from Mr. Garrett White. And um, if you don't follow him, you probably should go ahead and do that because you will not be disappointed. And if you're a male business owner, he's probably, like I said, going to have something that resonates with you. Okay, so moving on. Let's talk about lessons. And I actually got these lessons from Luca at his Vigor Ground Summit this past summer over in Seattle that I went to, or I'm sorry, in Renton that I went to. And it was just a really cool, I would say probably the best seminar or the best event that I've ever gone to. And it, and it really shows you that he put a lot of time and effort into it and he gave a lot of thought. And there, I mean, gosh, there were so many big names there, you know, Steve Krebs, Alan Cosgrove, uh, Eric Cressy was there, John Berardi. Jay Ferruja, uh, Mark Fisher, Andy, and uh, gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, let's look here. Flipping through my notebook here. Sean Stevenson was there. Marty Ro Martin Rooney. Um, AJ Roberts is his name. Kelsey Heenan. Her husband, uh, her husband, um, gosh, what's his name? Dan. Like, everybody was there. It was just this crazy, crazy lineup. And, and, um, Gosh, it was just a, a great event, and, and it really 
<laughs> makes me really think about like you know I see events that are being put on and, and whether I want to go to them or not because you know if it's not good I'm gonna be really let be really let down and think I wasted money compared to what I paid to go to this one but I, I want to share a couple lessons that I got from him at this event and then also things that I've just kind of got from him over the years so the 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 one thing that I could appreciate about that entire event and something that he shared was he, he had us write in our journals what's your intention for the day Right. So like, why are you here? Essentially, is what I got from that. Like, you know, a lot of people will go to things or they'll, they'll read a book or they'll, you know, even just if you just start your day every day, like what's your intention? And, and why that's a powerful question is because a lot of people just kind of stumble through their life and, and don't really look at like how things are going or, or, you know, how can, you know, what, uh, what are you going through this day for? Right. And, and that's really powerful if you think about it, because um, I just think sometimes we just kind of stumble through, right? And we don't really, we don't live very intentional. And what I got from that was a big deal because I, I, I could really appreciate that. Um, he, like I went into that day with an intention and I, and I seeked out those specific things throughout the day that met with like what my intention and, and why I was there for the day. And I could really appreciate that a lot because it just brought, it, it made me so much more, it made me so, so much more open to everything that was being taught that day. And I, and I, and I just really, really love that. Um, so <clears throat> another thing that, another lesson from that was he, he told us that we should partner up with people that share our intentions. Now that is, uh, that's super, um, insightful because it makes you go through this evaluation process of like who do you currently spend time with who is currently around you do they share the same interests as you are they just as driven as you are they going in the same direction as you like do they match up with you know the type of person that you want to spend time with so when he says partner with people up partner up with people that share your intentions um that made me really look at my my circle and where i'm spending my time and it actually made me a little more selfish with my time because I realized that um, I also have to show up for people and know my intention as well. So <clears throat> found my intention for the day. And then now I actively every single day seek out people that are sharing my same intentions every single day. Now, uh, and another thing, and gosh, guys, you're going to, if you ever go and you invest in mentoring or quality coaches, you're going to realize the power of questioning, right? Because we often look for answers. We often look for people to save us, but not enough. <clears throat> I think more people need to look for people to lead them instead of save them. And, and I find a lot of power through questioning. It's something that I use a lot and inside of my coaching, mentoring, you know, fathering, husbanding, like however you look at it, I look at questioning to be a big deal. And, and so here's a question I want you to ask yourself. And it's a lesson that I got from Luca. How am I helping clients, family, and my local area daily, right? And see how that ties in a lot to the intention for the day and, and being intentional every single day. Because every single day I ask my, I, I really go through this in my head of like, how am I showing up for my clients? Like, am I being a good coach? How am I showing up for my family? Am I being a good dad? Am I being a good husband? How am I showing up in my local area? Am I monetarily driven or am I doing something because it helps my community? Which is why we started doing something, uh, you know, we, we call the hashtag go giver gym is like, you know, we do charity workouts 100% for charity. We'll do a workout on a Saturday and we try to do every other month 
but I'll find a charity. Right now, I'm trying to find charities that my low, you know, the members in my community represent. But I find a charity, and then I essentially say, "Hey, Saturday's workout is a charity workout. Bring ten bucks, come for a workout, and I'll coach you." <clears throat> and either myself or somebody on my team will run people through a group workout that day, and it's always a lot of fun because it's for something. And and the past couple times we've been really fortunate to get the you know a person from that charity to come and speak on it and speak to what it does and and why it's important and why we should care and it's a, it's a really powerful thing <clears throat> but it all comes from this question of how am i helping clients family and my local area daily <clears throat> and that's and that's a very uh a very thought-provoking question and I, and I hope it brings something for you too now another question that and a, and a lesson i got from him is am i leaving everything i touch better than when i found it and that comes from, gosh, I can't remember the guy's name, maybe James Kerr, maybe I could be wrong there, but he, he wrote a book called Legacy. And um, gosh, I hope I didn't butcher that book's name. But anyways, it's essentially a book about the New Zealand All Blacks rugby team. <clears throat> and their, their, call, you know, their tagline is leave the jersey better than when you found it. And what that means for them and what it means for me when I ask myself that question is, you know, when I talk to somebody one day, when I, um, you know, had a conversation with this person or interacted with this person, did I make them better? Or, you know, did they walk away from me worse? And that's another one of those like provocative questions and, and thought provoking questions you should keep in mind because every single day you should be looking to find something better than when you found it. 100% better than when you found it. Not walking away and, 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 you know, making it, um, making somebody something or, or whatever you support or interact with every day, you should not make it worse. Um, next lesson, let's see here. <clears throat> this was actually a quote and, and something that really stuck out to me. Um, coaches have the gift of fire. We have it, and it is our responsibility to give it to people. Now, if you're a coach listening to this and, and this doesn't fire you up, like <clears throat> to think like you have the fire and it is your responsibility to give it somebody. If that doesn't get you fired up, then you should probably step out of my profession. You should probably get out of this industry because it means that you do not care about people more. Our profession and, and fitness, the fitness industry as a whole will be left better if we have mo more coaches that keep their clients first and themselves second and literally take that sentence of I have the gift of fire and it is my responsibility to give it. If you take that seriously, then you know we're friends, we're cool. Gosh, shoot me, you know, shoot me a message and tell me that that meant something to you. But it is your job as a fitness nutrition coach, mentor, you know, shoot, husband, father, whatever. It is your responsibility to give your gift of fire to other people, whether it's motivation, whether it's positivity, whether it's your educational, your experiences. It is your obligation as a person to give that fire to people. And gosh, guys, if that doesn't get you fired up, I, I am have no idea what to tell you because for me, that is a big, big deal. All right, next lesson. Uh, leaders grow culture by thinking of their people more. Leaders grow their culture by thinking of their people more. Now, let's, let's take that for a second. You know, you, you, can, you can take these lessons and you can do all kinds of things with them. But if, if, you, if you think about that, the, the lesson from that is to just think about other people more. 
Think about other people more to yourself. And this ties more back into give the gift of fire. And what I love about all these lessons is that how, how much they can tie into so many different things. Because when, and, and, and it's like, you know, for me in jujitsu, like I know a move in jujitsu is good when it can be pulled off from a bunch of different positions. This is the same thing when it comes to life. Like if one quote or one thought or one question ties into another and then it ties into another, it allows you to completely change the narrative and the story of who you are as a person. So when you can put all these things in line, it makes a huge difference and a huge deal in who you are. So, you know, whether you do lead an organization, whether you lead your family, whether you lead anything, you will get more respect, more buy-in, and a, a better culture by just caring about them more than yourself. Like, when's the last time, you know, you asked the, you know, you know, if you are a leader or a manager or whatever, when's the last time you asked a subordinate or somebody under you, like, what they want? How do they feel? How are they doing? How can you help them? I've even asked my team, you know, a few times in the past, how can I be a better leader to you? And then just be open to the feedback. Now, and sometimes, like, you know, you may get some feedback that isn't, you know, that isn't, um, that isn't, like, maybe it's kind of off kilter. But nonetheless, hearing them, and, and just thinking of how you can meet them somewhere in the middle and have a shared pool of thought is just a is a is a, a huge lesson in something that uh, we should always think about. So those are the lessons essentially that I got from Luca. Uh, so I'm going to move on a little bit, and I'm going to move on to some things that I learned from Jay Ferruja. <clears throat> so Jay Ferruja is a is an old school fitness guy, somebody that he uh, just started in the fitness industry, you know. Gosh, way before I ever got into it, he's been publishing articles and writing blogs for a long time. But now he he is still doing a lot of the fitness things. But what I appreciate most about him is um, kind of some of the ways that he views your mindset and, and ways of thinking. And 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 so I want to talk about some things that he um, that he shared and something that was huge to me. So he shared something called the four keys, and the four keys are these four different things that are um, or, or four different lessons that he likes to teach people, you know, as far as mindset is concerned. And the first one is uh, out of these four keys is to change the false narrative in your head. It's very easy to start thinking a certain thing that may not be true. And if you start thinking this thing and it is leading you down a path that you don't want to go, it's up to you and you alone to change that narrative and to question it and to see if it is actually true or if it's false. So the the first key is to change the false narrative in your head and and always question if how you are thinking is good or bad for you. <clears throat> the other, the next one, the next key is switch from internal to external. And 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 again, we're back at this thing to where other, all these things tie in. So internal to external is switch to me, switch from me to how can I help you? Or I'm sorry, switch from me to to how can I help you? So rather than looking at things that are going to serve yourself, <clears throat> aim to serve other people more. You know, and, and this goes with, like, and again, like, I hope this speaks to you, whether you're a coach or mom, dad, you know, coworker, like, wherever you are, you work at a gym, like, wherever you are in life, switch from me too to how I can help you. And and if you work to do things for other people more, you'll just be amazed at how much that actually does for you and how much like, you know, like, let's say you are chasing a certain level of success. What has been great for me is that as I help and I do more for other people, 
it's actually helped me to be more successful and to grow more as a person, to grow more financially, to grow more, you know, in notoriety and, and success. Like just by helping other people, I have in turn been able to grow myself. So with that in mind, um, remember that lesson, switch from me too to how can I help you? All right, next thing, act your way into being and thinking differently. So that's a pretty cool lesson because that's essentially, you know, fake it till you make it. A lot of times we often won't do something because we are, are, you know, fearful of, you know, people realizing that we don't know what we're doing. And guys, let's be honest. And I was actually talking about this with uh, one of my team members the other day is, you know, it, for me as a, as, a, as a business owner of two different places, I'm, I'm expected to know everything. And realistically, like, I don't know anything. I, I do know a lot of things, but I don't know everything. And I often am trying to just figure things out as I go. And, and it, the minute you think that you know everything, and the minute you think that you've got it all figured out, you you have then stopped learning. But that doesn't come at the expense of not, you know, not doing something. So act your way into being and thinking differently is a, is a great lesson because you just got to try and you just got to keep trying and you just got to keep trying and falling and failing no matter what um, until you have essentially changed whatever it is that you're trying to change or that you have figured out what you want to figure out. And the last lesson of those four keys is to always take the reins. And I, and I look at that as always step into being a leader. You know, you're, you're, if you don't lead people, you still lead yourself. If you don't, you know, if you don't lead yourself, somebody else will. So I just think it's important to like the, everybody's a leader in some capacity, whether you want to or not, whether you have a title, whether you don't have a title, you're always a leader, whether it's yourself or other people. So you have to always take the rings and take action. Even if it's the wrong decision, just make one. Now I got this, I actually got this tactic to where if there's a decision to be made, I try to make it in under 10 seconds. You know, hey, you know, Cody, what do you think about this? Yes or no? No. You know, I just try to make that decision based off of my gut and I just go right away. And, and uh, you know, sometimes you get it right, sometimes you don't. But at the, at the end of the day, just making a decision is better than not making a decision. All right. <clears throat> Next lesson here. Be interested. So just think about that for a second. Be interested. Be interested in people. Be interested in uh, new ways of thought. Be interested in, you know, conversation. You know, be interested. And I look at that twofold. Like, also be curious, right? Be interested and curious is what we could say this lesson is. Always be interested in what people are going on. That goes into, like, active listening. Like, you know, um, <laughs> when, when somebody's talking, are you interested in what they're saying? Or are you just thinking about the next thing you're going to say when they're done talking? So being interested and being curious is also being open to what people are talking about or what people are into and then realizing that just because you're not into it or you're not interested in it, you know, specifically and down to the core, it doesn't mean that it's not important to them and that you shouldn't be interested in hearing it. Um, next one. And, and this was kind of a funny lesson and I'm, I'm so glad that he shared it because it was a great, great, great insight. Um, but he essentially shared that he thinks when he enters a room, how would The Rock enter the room? And I'm talking about Dwayne Johnson, like The Rock, the WWE wrestler, you know, 
famous movie star now, how would The Rock enter the room? How would he act? What is his confidence like? And, and, I, and it's funny because I, I think about that when I walk into my, in my gym every day or I, you know, I walk into a store or a restaurant. How would The Rock enter the room? Well, if, you've, if you follow that guy on social media in any capacity, you know that that dude comes in the room, he's talking, he's laughing, you know, he's shaking hands, he's looking eye to eye with people. I'm sure when he enters a room that everybody around him just starts to feel happy. You know, I'm sure he walks in the room confident. He walks in, you know, with a posture to just makes you want to get on board with whatever he's talking about. And I can appreciate that because he, you know, if you go into that, that, that mind, if you go into a room with a mindset of like, you know, what would that person, you know, what would X person enter the room like? That's a, that's a huge lesson. And, and that goes with another overarching question. And one that uh, I actually forgot Garrett White shares this, uh, my mentor shares this too, but who do you have to become, right? Who do you have to become is just is, is right in line with how would the rock into the room? Because you have to think about the type of person that you want to be, and then you have to become that person. So if I'm, you know, I want to have a charisma like the rock. I want to make people feel good when I'm around them. Well, I literally have to picture that person of who I want to become in my head, and then I have to mimic it. It's almost like a movie script. I have to write the script in my head and then follow it. So lesson learned from Jay Ferrugia is how would the rock into the room? And I hope, gosh, I hope that that is a, something that you can, um, you can implement in your life. All right, so the last lesson that I got here <clears throat> is actually from Bedros Cooley, and I talked a little bit about him in the beginning, but he actually says this one quote, and, I, and I'm sure it came from something else, but for whatever reason, when he said it, it really spoke to me and it really meant something, and it's, how you do anything is how you do everything. Again, how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you, if you sleep in every single morning or if you go to bed late at night, you sleep in every morning, you wake up in your morning, you don't start your morning with intention, then it's likely that you'll go to work in a bad mood, you'll probably eat something crappy for lunch, you'll probably stay at work too late, or you'll probably come home from work on time be disconnected from your children, not talk to your wife, and you'll repeat that process. And then you're back in the karmic cul-de-sac again, right? So I think of literally everything that I do, or like anything that I do, or I touch, or I say, or I be, like all of those things have to be exactly in line with how I want to do them and how I do everything else. So if I am at, you know, if I'm at the gym and I'm being the best possible coach to my clients possible, and I'm being the best possible leader, and I'm being the best possible mentor, then I did that thing to the best of my ability, then it means I also have to go home and show it for my children. It means I also have to listen to their stories of the day. I have to be actively engaging with them. I have to ask my wife about her day and then actually care about what she's saying. I have to respond to her and give her mentoring and feedback when she needs. I have to be open to feedback from her. You know what I mean? Like all these things have to bleed and and and, and cross-platform with each other. So how you do anything is how you do everything was this great, big, giant lesson. And it's actually a quote that I have written down in my journal in the front along with my core values. And it's something that I always revisit and I, and I try to think about it. And, and it's something I also shared that goes in line with the whole mindset of, I want to be a pro. And when I say I want to be a pro, it means that I'm actually going to be a pro in everything I do. Pro dad, pro coach, Pro podcaster, <laughs> pro carpet cleaner, 
with the, you know, when my carpet in my office gets dirty, I'm going to vacuum, you know, like a professional would do. I want to be a pro jujitsu instructor. I want to be a pro jujitsu practitioner. I want to be a pro husband. All because how you do anything is how you do everything. Now, guys, this is, gosh, I could have gone on for another hour and a half. And this is just from a few notes that I had written down. But these are some of the biggest lessons. These are some of the biggest lessons that I just, that have resonated me, resonated with me from just people that are virtual mentors. And again, a few of them I met in person, but from just virtual mentors. And, and I hope that some of these lessons resonated with you. Like these lessons that I got are super insightful. And, and gosh, go back and listen to this a couple times. Write these things down, journal on them. Maybe you pick up your journal for the first time and start using it today. But these are all lessons that I learned, and I hope that it brought you some value. And um, we'll see you on the next one. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the show today. I know that your time is valuable, and I appreciate every minute that you spent with me. If you're new to the show, make sure to hit that subscribe button and to give us a rating and review. This is how we grow the show and make it even more impactful to people that listen to it. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram where I post daily motivational content, free training, and nutritional information daily. Lastly, if you've been listening to this show for a while and you're thinking about working with me and my team, go ahead and email me at cody at virtuousfit.com and I'll see you on the next episode.